The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real. Villain Rod, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. A little bit of a delayed start today, but no worries. We got my guy, Scott Studio Rochelle with me. Scott, what's going on? Yeah, nothing much. Uh, looking forward to going through today's card. I know yesterday was a pretty interest, uh, interesting card in the NBA. Uh, you had... Well, two games on TV, both of them were really, really good. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the Boston game against Golden State, which turned out to be a fun one. Not sure what Marcus Smart was doing in overtime, but uh, we can talk about that maybe in a second. And then you had an awful game for about three quarters, and then the Nets made the game competitive. They lost the game anyway. Uh, anything stick out to you yesterday? Because both TV games were actually good for once. Yeah, I, I think that Golden State, I think Golden State's thing is they, one, they're very, very injured. And so everybody that they had with size is out. When you talk about Kaminga, who has a lot of size to him, Wiseman, of course. And Wiseman is still like we're trying to see and make sure that he pans out and he works. But I feel like you can only get that with reps, and he's not getting the reps right now because he's always hurt. So uh, I'm I'm interested to see what Golden State, but they put up a hell of an effort, like a hell of an effort. They got the cover. They covered the opening line. The line opened up at five. It then got bet up all the way to seven before game time. And I'm, I'm just hammering Golden State. And as it goes up, I'm hammering Golden State again because I'm like, I just – I understand they're bad on the road, but I just don't think that on a nationally televised game where the public is on Boston at – Golden State knows that they struggle on the road and they were going to come out flat, and they didn't. They came out there ready to go. So really, really fun game in that one. Yeah, uh, I liked Golden State as well in that one. I thought that the spread was a bit too high. I understand you could argue Boston wanted to get revenge and they were at home. Until yesterday, Golden State really had their number. And in reality, Golden State probably should have won the game because yeah. Jalen Brown was awful the entire game and then hit. He woke up of- literally two minutes to the end of the fourth quarter and overtime is when he woke up. Yeah, and he hit the game tying three in the last minute, and then he ended up t- helping to take over overtime. But, I mean, Golden State is a good defensive possession away from winning the game, and instead Jalen Brown hit the shot. Horrible final possession by Curry. I-, I don't know what that was at the end of regulation, but it was a terrible possession, good defense by Horford. I, I can't even say it's a terrible possession because we've seen him hit that kind of shot so many times that it's just like I think that what was a good adjustment by Boston was Al Horford and his on-ball defense of Steph Curry like there was multiple times where he got switched on to Steph Curry and he defended him really really well including that last possession so all kudos to Al Horford and his effort that he put in that game on the yeah, Horford did a great job defensively but oh, I know Curry's Curry it was a bad possession if your possession looks if I can envision that same possession happening to Julius Randle in the final two minutes. No, of but games, but Julius Randle doesn't do that. Julius Randle doesn't do that on a regular though. If you if Steph Curry does that, he hits that probably what seven eight times out of ten. Like 
you can't get you can't get too mad at it because he it's a shot that he works on. It's a shot that he makes, and it was just a larger defender that played really really good defense. I I don't know. I, I understand that he can make that shot, but maybe I'm just old school that way. I think it's, it's a bad possession for ninety percent of the league, not him. It's a tie game. You get the ball in your hands with twenty seconds to go. You do nothing until the final two seconds of the clock, which results in a rush step back fadeaway three. I thought it was a bad possession. I know you're Curry. I know that you can hit all these shots, but when you do nothing for about 18 seconds out of 20, and then you settle for a pretty awful shot in terms of level of difficulty for the average person. That's the, but that's it. That's the word right there. The I think you could have gotten a better shot. That's all I'm I saying. I live with it. I'll live, I'll live with that shot. I Maybe it's just me it. not being a fan of three-pointers in tie games, which I know is kind of going out the window, but I, I thought it was a bad possession. That's all I'm going to say. I thought they could have done a lot more. They forced a switch. First of all, they chose to get the Horford switch because they sent mm-hmm. Draymond to set the screen. I'm not sure if I agree with that move. I think they could have tried to get somebody else to switch on to him. I don't know. I, I just thought that it wasn't a great possession. I thought they could have done more with it. And then I'm actually surprised to hear that from you because you're such a I prefer my best player to take the final shot kind of guy. Oh, I wanted Curry to shoot the ball. I, I just feel like it was so rushed at the end and they the spacing was off on the final possession because it wasn't even just Horford because he went to the wing. You also had the other defender kind of move over as well. So it turned into like a makeshift double team there on that three pointer. I just wasn't a fan of the final possession, but uh, at the end of the day, Golden State gave it a good run. Boston won the game. My main rant for the actual day would be Toronto, and I can't believe that they blew the game against I Minnesota. Cashed. I cashed. I had Minnesota. I had Minnesota. That was. It. It's more just the spot alone for Toronto. You've been playing good basketball lately. Minnesota is in a horrible spot in the scheduling situation. First of all, they're missing a, they're missing a couple players because Gobert's mm-hmm. not going to play. But Minnesota was just coming off of a competitive game in Denver, so in altitude. You're traveling for a back-to-back back home. Toronto had a couple days off, so they were well-rested. Mm-hmm. They scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. They were up 10 before that fourth quarter. I know. They were up like 10 or they were up uh, 8 entering the fourth quarter, and they blew the game. Day. All day, I was sitting there, and I was saying, this is a smash spot for Toronto. Toronto should get this done. And I think I even put it on tally site. That's like I had all day I was on Toronto. And then when it came for me to place a bet, and I was like, I put Toronto down because I was making a parlay. I put Toronto minus four down. And I was like, all right. And then before I hit it, I said, uh, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to lay four with Toronto. Let me put money line. And then I was like, uh, nah. Toronto's like six and fifteen now on the road. Like we talk about freaking uh the Warriors. Toronto's really bad on the road too. And I just sat there. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna f- completely flip and go Minnesota money line. And I was kicking myself for about seventy five percent of that game. Mm. No, Toronto's bad on the road. I get it. But for scheduling spot alone and for a team that we were high on and during the season. I got to at least bring up the Raptors because whatever they're doing right now, it's not working. And I've mentioned a lot about teams that need to blow it up or teams that need to make moves. And I'm sure I've listed about, I don't know, five to whatever teams at this point. Toronto's on the short list. They really need to just reinvent themselves because whatever they're doing, it is not working. 
And the other team I added to the list uh, yesterday. Hold on, actually- with Toronto, Toronto moves to – this was another key factor in me switching my pick. Toronto moves to – I think they're six five and, and nine. No, no, I'm saying five and nine as ATS. Oh, they moved yeah. to five and nine ATS with the fact of them having a rest advantage. So when they have a rest advantage against the team, they are now five and nine ATS. How does that happen? Like, like ex- explain that to me. If you're professionals and you're relatively healthy against a shorthanded team and you have extra prep time, how are you that bad? It's actually a lot of the league that is sub 500 against the arrest advantage. You have Brooklyn, Chicago, Utah, Knicks, Toronto, Golden State, San Antonio, New Orleans, Dallas, Atlanta, Washington, Cleveland, Boston, Sacramento, Miami. So really... Rest advantage really doesn't play much of a factor. Apparently, it all of these teams, the health advantage didn't matter either. But Toronto, I was disappointed with, uh, especially when you're up by double digits against a shorthanded team. You figure you should dominate the second half at least because of fatigue in altitude for Minnesota. The other takeaway was Portland for me because I actually watched a decent amount of that game. Yeah, and I keep mentioning teams that need to consider blowing it up or making moves. Portland ain't it. That's all I'm gonna say. They're not. Oh, they and definitely. I'm. They're. They're a piece away. They until they get that piece, they're gonna look like trash. But they are a piece away. It's, I. I watched it. it. It was bad. They scored like 14 points in the first quarter. I think Lillard was one for 11 at half. He was good in the second half to kind of salvage his numbers. But Portland just has no sense of cohesion. It seems like the chemistry is a bit off. The defense is horrible. Uh, even well, the defense is okay yesterday, but for the most part, it's been terrible. It it just seems like they're overwhelmed on many on several fronts right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure they're one piece away anymore. It just feels like whatever they're trying to do with the core three guys of Simons, Grant, and Lillard, and even with Nurkic at center who didn't do anything yesterday, it just feels like there's something extremely off with this team, and they need to potentially move several pieces. But I know you were high on Portland earlier like, this season. I'm still high on Portland. I'm I'm still high on Portland. I told everybody. I was on this show, and I said that this is a buy-low spot with Portland. They're going to look bad for a while. Portland is one of those teams that I could see after All-Star break that, that you just look at them going to run, and you're like, dang, is this the same team? Like They have the talent. They're just not putting it together. I'm going so, to ask you this, though. How I, much of their issues right now is player-based, and how much of it is Chauncey maybe not being a great head coach? Or is there overlap? Uh, I'm not sure if Chauncey. I don't want to. I don't want to say that. I think because would you say? Could, okay, let's sit here and say Golden State is currently one game ahead of them. Yeah. Do you think Golden State issues are player based, coach based? Uh it's a good question. You, you, I, you can you can argue me, that it's player based because they've had injuries and they've been dealing with some stuff, but I think really, they just really they just the haven't put it together. Like yeah. I think that there's I give. There's te- there's some teams that, you know, as I look at them and I watch how they play in different points in the season that I'll give more credit th- than others. And Golden State and Portland are both one of them where they're both not in, you know, top six where you want to be there. Golden State's in play in Portland's out- on the outside looking in. But those are two teams that I sit here and say when I watch them, I'm like, man, they look good for like this stretch here, this stretch there, they look good. They could be this team. They just got to put it together for a whole game. They got to put it together on the road. They got to put it together, whatever. I think that those two teams are 
especially Golden State. I mean, that's easy. But Portland is somebody that I can see that if they make the play in, if they get an opportunity against in OKC against the Clippers, against the Minnesota, I think they make it out. And then they'll be a very dangerous opponent for a Denver, for a uh, less degree of a Memphis. Definitely whoever gets that sixth seed is going to be dangerous against Sacramento. So uh, I think it'll be – I think that, you know, I haven't bet them in forever. And it's actually yeah. killing me because I, I like betting them. But uh, – I think that there's a, a different – like, they're just going through a rough stretch right now, and I like to see them after All-Star break, when they get the time off, when they get that chance to reset, put everything else together, and possibly make a move. Like, I really think they are – they should move, but it's also Portland, and Portland never makes moves. Uh, yeah, or when they do, it's kind of questionable moves at times, but still – I do think that Portland can definitely improve in several areas. Golden State, I don't think is a great team right now, but they've earned a certain level of trust because of how much they've won in the past and how consistent they've been in years past. So I feel like that's why we kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't think Golden State's going to win anything until they actually can win on the road, which has been a serious problem all season long. But I don't know. Portland, I just watch and... I just feel like Portland is a team that I don't want to say peaked already, but maybe it's just me. You can tell me in the chat box, but it feels like Portland peaked in, I don't even know, like October, November. Like it really just doesn't feel like Portland is even making strides of figuring it out at some point. It feels like Portland is a team that just has some talent that scores. That's pretty much it. And I'm not sure Chauncey's a good coach. So I feel like Portland's definitely up against it. You assume Golden State will figure it out because they have a lot of championship pedigree. We have Steve Kerr, who's one of the winningest coaches of all time. You can find a way to, you know, piece it together. But Portland just has a bunch of isolation scores and really nothing else. That's really what I see for Portland. So I'm not a fan of that team. I think they're going to need to make some moves. I think Nurkic has to be gone, in my opinion. I don't think he fits with this team at all. But Portland, from what I saw yesterday against Philly, I don't even know if they're a playing team. I think that that team has serious problems. You're also assuming Lillard's going to stay healthy for the rest of the year. He's had injury issues. Simon's had injury issues in the past. Even granted injury issues in the past. So I'm out on Portland. I'm not exactly sold there. Uh, pretty sure Terrell just had some Wi-Fi issues, so I'm sure he'll be back in a couple minutes. But I'm trying to think of any other takeaways that I had. Really didn't have much. I had a really, really bad beat with Kyrie yesterday. I had Kyrie under 29 and a half points. I believe he had six in the first half, and then he scored roughly 20 points in the fourth quarter, and he finished with 30. Uh, props to Phoenix for winning the game. It was embarrassing that the game was even that close in the end, but Phoenix ended up covering because Claxton can't hit free throws. I'll roast Ben Simmons quickly. Uh, you can't get ejected there. Uh, especially with Durant not playing, you cannot get thrown out of a basketball game when you're arguably the the reputation of being the second best player on the team. Because with KD being out, you could argue Simmons is a high profile guy who should be the second best player on the team. I think it's Claxton. I think Claxton's the second best player on the team when KD's out because of his defensive impact. But Simmons can't get ejected there. He gets into foul trouble every game. I get it. That's kind of his thing at this point because he tries to play some physical defense. 
but you can't get thrown out in the third quarter. That that can't be a situation that happens. I got to at least bring it up because Simmons, you can't get ejected in that game. That's really my only takeaway there. The Nets without Durant suck. I'm not surprised they lost the game, but you cannot get ejected when you're already shorthanded. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> it, I don't know. I, th- I kind of thought, like, when I was looking at it, I was like, dang, is he trying to give the team a spark? Like, is that what he's trying to do? Uh, I guess you could argue that he did, but I, I, I don't know. It's Simmons. He, he, I mean, what? He gets into foul trouble every game. Offensively, he's not going to do much for you besides facilitate. I just couldn't get past the fact that he got ejected in the third quarter of a game. And it didn't even seem like a spark. It seemed like he, re- he really just didn't want to be on the court, if I'm being honest with you. But, you know, I guess it provided a spark indirectly, but that was another takeaway. I just, I, players can complain about calls and they can complain about some things that don't go their way. You have to at least read the room. I, I just feel like it's a spot where Simmons has to be smarter than that. That was really my only takeaway for the Nets game. You uh, know, I'm not going to break down Nets games ever because at this point, when I look at this Nets team, I really don't care what they do in the regular season, to be honest. I just want to know, when they get to the playoffs, are they going to be streaky or not? Like this I mean, just The main, seems- main argument now is what I said a couple days ago. The Nets are, as far as I'm concerned, are in auto-fade territory without Durant. They're just not a good basketball team. I th- but- and, yeah, I th- here's my thing. I really, I really think the Nets are as good as their shooting takes them. Like that's it. Like, well, that's a big problem because Durant's out. Yeah, (laughs) and so, but that's really the huge thing. But it's really because as I sit there and I'm like TJ Warren, Steph, like the other day against San Antonio, they couldn't hit anything. They couldn't hit anything. No, not at all. But it's like I'll take them against anybody, and we'll talk about them later. As long as they hit shots, because they're so streaky, like they're as a team. Freaking uh, Cam Thomas when he comes off the bench. And, and Thomas plays, never plays. He should play more. He only one. he only plays because of Durant injury, or you know, yeah. there's got to be injuries for him to play, and that's insane because he's a guy that needs volume to be better. So well, how many how many minutes did Thomas play last night? Did he play that many minutes? I think he said. I think he played twenty something. Okay. Because he was like 6 for 11 or something like that. I remember looking at it because I was like, dang, I wonder how Cam Thomas is playing. Because I truly believe Cam Thomas is a 20-point-per-game scorer on another team. Yeah, he's smart so far on another team, he's a 20-point-per-game scorer. I'm not going to go too in-depth on the Nets game, but my main issue is still the fact that without KD, they don't have pretty much any shot creators besides Kyrie. 13 minutes, 6 for 11, 15 points. Yeah, he's got, he's got to play more than 13 minutes. That's he's all, so underutilized. So and I underutilized. think he only played 13 because they were getting killed. They might have brought him in because they emptied out the bench, and the bench unit suddenly made the game competitive. But And Kyrie, who went nuts in the fourth. But now the, the team, when you look at Durant being out of the lineup, you're relying on people like Royce O'Neal to potentially create their own shots. We know Simmons is never going to shoot the ball. The offense sucks when KD's out because, A, KD's one of the best scorers of all time. B, nobody wants to put it on the floor besides Kyrie. That's really the problem. When KD's out, they should really start T.J. Warren. They're not They're not they willing really to do that. And I don't know why you – like, Joe Harris should still be coming off the bench. If KD's I think Harris, out – I think Harris is borderline washed, but that's a separate story. It, I'm not a Joe Harris guy, but – I don't know. I just that's that's my last name. I think that good. whenever KD is out, CJ Warren should 100% be starting. All right. Before we get into the slate, got to talk to you about the official online sportsbook of Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and that is Win 
bet. You can live bet. You have the same game win. Build your own bet parlays. And you can bet on the NBA playoffs at win bet. And if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, the biggest parlay of the week, you will get a $1,000 free credit. So, so much to choose from. Go head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. All such a change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state where play the winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Scott, let's get into the card. 7 o'clock on the East Coast, we have the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to play the Orlando Magic in Orlando. Pelicans are laying one and a half on the road. 228 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And I have for the Pelicans, Najee Marshall is questionable with a toe injury. Herb Jones is questionable with a back and no Zion or B.I. And for... The Orlando Magic, Franz Wagner is questionable. Wendell Carter Jr. is not on the injury report. Markel Fultz is not on the injury report. Uh, Jonathan Isaac and RJ Hampton are... Jonathan Isaac is out on G League assignment, same as Caleb Houston and Kevon Harris. And RJ Hampton is available. All right. I'm taking Orlando. Uh, I'm just going to be quick with this one. Uh, I don't like how New Orleans has played without their two best players. They they were fine without Ingram because Zion was mm-hmm. carrying and he was going nuclear. But with Zion being out, this team can't score. It, you're just watching this team play. They they don't win games without either guy. And I have serious question marks about if they're going to be able to play well on the road because they're 9-13 and 13 on the road. Orlando's been struggling lately, but the last two games they were competitive. Lost to Utah by four, lost to Denver by three. That was the Jokic game-winning three-pointer. They also haven't played since the 15th, mm. which is kind of crazy. They've had, they've had like three or four days off in a row, which is bizarre in the NBA calendar. I want nothing to do with Port, with uh, New Orleans. They've lost each uh, three of their last four. The one win was against Detroit, but they're in the middle of really just a terrible run, and they've lost th- their last three losses have been by double digits. I'm not laying points with New Orleans on the road. Give me Orlando on the money line. I think they'll win the game. Yeah. Uh, nah, I'll lay one and a half with New Orleans. I understand, and I get all of it, but, I mean, I think that I think that this is a game that New Orleans can score. I, think that, I don't think that there's anything possible that they can do to stop C.J. McCollum in this game. So, I'll take uh, New Orleans, and I'll take New Orleans with the caveat that CJ goes for, like, 30. I I truly think that this is one of those games where there's nothing that they can do about CJ McCollum. It's a uh, non-conference game, so I expect to see a lot of points on both sides. Jonas Valachunas has been able to step up and go in the inside and inside the paint be able to score. I, I understand the scoring struggles for New Orleans recently. I do. I think it ends today. That's just a gut call by me. I had this one circled that I think that this is the game that New Orleans is going to be able to put up a bunch of points, and I think this is it. So I think Orlando's actually been decent at home. They're 10 and 12. So I, I'm going to go with Orlando, who's relatively healthy in this game. There might, they're going to be potentially missing Wagner, but still, they're relatively healthy. New Orleans, I just... I want to love this team so much, but we knew. Injuries. I mean, ten and twelve. You said New Orleans was nine and thirteen. That's not far off. It's not far off. But I'm saying Orlando's so bad on the road that 
or overall, then you'd think that their home records are not great. 10 and 12 is actually not bad for a team that's, that's 12 games under 500 in general. But I do want to at least point out, Brandon Ingram really missed two months with a bone bruise in his toe. With a bruise? Two months? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I assume that it, it's a lot. I, I've never had that injury, so I don't know what that feels like, but I just assume it's bad. Toe injuries do be holding people I'm assuming it's not great. Like, turf toe can last a couple months. We've seen that in the yeah. NFL and whatever, but it's like a just a reminder. It's like it's a bone bruise. He's missed two months. Like, that. That I, I feel like at no point was he projected to miss this much time. They need him back. That's all I'm saying because they are really limited offensively right now. Orlando's bringing in 93% of the money. The spread has moved from one to one and a half. Okay, so that's some reverse line movement. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, total sitting at 228.5. I assume you're on the under. Uh, it's, I, Orlando's not a good defensive team. That's really what's holding me up. I'm telling you, this is the game that New Orleans breaks it open. This is the game they figure it out. Okay. Uh, I'll lean to the over, I guess. It's a non-conference. It's a non-conference over as well. So, you know, that's always a good spot. It's like 53, 54% on the season, something like that. And both of these teams in non-conference games, Orlando is 14-5 and five to the over 73%. That is number one in the NBA. And uh, New Orleans is 12-7, and seven, 63% in non-conference games to the over. So. I, I just think it's a game where neither team really knows how to defend each other. And you're going to have people that normally don't go crazy, go crazy in this game. Okay. I'll go with you with the over. All right. Let's see. Prop wise. I said, CJ, anything else you got? Uh, for me, I'm trying to think of what I want to go with. Uh, Valanciunas rebounds. No offense to Wendell Carter Jr. He can go back to his double double if you want to. Mm-hmm. Valanciunas is just such a big body that I think he's going to be able to he's do what so he wants strong anyway. On inside. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, I, I think both those guys probably go for double doubles. So Wendell Carter is probably going to have a decent price. Nothing insane, but still decent. Valanciunas is probably going to be a minus, but I still think that Valanciunas gets there. It just seems like a game where you're going to have to rely on really just McCollum and Valanciunas to carry you, mm-hmm. and I think that they'll be able to do have some success. I'm not picking to win the game still, but I think Valanciunas and Carter Jr. have great chances to go for double doubles. New Orleans is a New Orleans uh, is a lock for me if Franz Wagner Wagner doesn't play. Okay. If he does play, I'm taking Wagner's points over. I just think that there's going to be so much attention on uh, Paolo Banquero, and yeah. Wagner finds a way to get to the rim. He finds a way to get to the rim, put points on the board, and get over his points props. So. I'm on Wagner if he plays. If he doesn't, New Orleans is a lot for me because I I think Wagner is actually a big piece of that offense. I'm looking at the the uh, prices, by the way. Valanciunas double-doubles minus 230, so there's not much value on it, but I think he'll probably get there anyway. Wendell Carter Jr. Like is a, plus 200 for double-double. Mm, he's got to be out there. I, I, I got to play that. Yeah, plus he's got to be out there. That's ridiculous. His role is too prominent on this team. I got to go with the plus 200. And I think it's going to be a lot of shots. Now, I think a lot of them are going to go in, but it's going to be a lot that probably don't go in as well. We've so. talked about Wendell Carter for weeks, and he's cashed double doubles pretty much yeah. every game. I'll, I'll take the plus 200. Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Miami Heat. Going to play the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. Heat are laying one and a half on the road. Excuse me. 219 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Miami Heat. Donis Haslam is probable. 
Wow. Is that it? All right. I guess that's it. Because you know, you're, yeah, that's it. Wow. Oh, interesting. I know. I know Lowry's been banged up. Is, is he on the injury report? Or no, he's, he's not up there. Okay. No, only other people that are on the injury report are the people you know that's not playing Duncan Robinson, Joe, Nikola Jovic, and Omar Yurtsman. For the Mavericks, you have THJ is probable, McKinley Wright is out, and Christian Wood, you know, he's on IR with that thumb injury. Was that last game, I think it was? Did that happen? I believe so. And Maxi Kleber for that hamstring, he's still on IR. He has a fracture to left thumb, so. Yeah, he's done for a while. Yeah. M- means Dallas is screwed, for the record. In case you weren't sure, that means Dallas. <laughs> they were screwed I mean, anyway, but now they're Yeah, yeah, you took one of, what's that? What is he, their second or third, second leading scorer? I'm assuming second. second. Scorer. It's either him or Dimwitty, but I'm assuming that he's Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure it's him for second. And he's gone. He's the only little bit of size they had left, so. And Kleber's injured, too. So Kleber, I'm not a fan of Kleber, but the point is they, they're already limited at center, and now they really have no centers. It should be a BAM game, but you know how that goes. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just let y'all know that it should should be a BAM game in this one. So, I mean. I mean, BAM double-doubles minus 155. So that's You might lay that juice and he not there. get it. Like, there's a good possibility that you lay that juice and he not get it. Is there a place that I could bet Bam not to have a double double? Yeah, if it's no, minus no one fifty five, plus one twenty five. Really, you're not, you're not laying anything. You're getting really. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one for no double double. Have it so for him to not have it would be plus yeah, 100. but it's one plus one. I mean, it's a really really good spot for Bam. It yeah. really really is. I'm not gonna touch Bam. I'm not gonna fade him. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. But I'm just saying, if he doesn't get it, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not. All right. Actually, breakdown of the game. I'm. I'm going with Miami. I know that Miami on the road is a team that we've There's faded no way constantly. I'm doing it. There, no, I know. Miami on the road laying points. No, There's no, no. no way I, 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 well, they're laying point because they're favored by one. They're not laying points, but still. I think I got to go with Miami. I've roasted this team all year long for resting guys, and yet they're in first place. They're four games over somehow. I don't know how the hell they're four games over, but the four games over. Dallas's defense has fallen apart. They've given up 130 plus in three straight games. Yeah. This team is bad, and even yeah. at home, gave up 130 to an to an Atlanta team that we've roasted for the year, and Trey had a double double. I think he only scored like 14 points. He really didn't do much. Dejounte had 30. But I got to fade Dallas right now. With no Christian Wood and with how this team's played, I can't do it. I, I get the argument of Miami on the road. I can't trust this team. I, I understand it. We've talked about this team a lot, fading them wise on the road. I can't I can't take Dallas. I, I just can't do I it. I can't. And that's crazy because I can't take Miami. With I cannot lay out, points with Miami. With Wood being out, I don't like anything about this team besides praying Luka goes for 40. I, I, I just can't. I, I think that with a healthy Heat team – they're the much better team on paper. They're the better coach team, and I like the form they're in. Once again, 130-plus points in three straight games, and Dallas plays at arguably the slowest pace in the league. So their defense is awful right mm-hmm. now. I'm going to lean to Miami. 
Only way I'm playing, only way I'm betting this game is by Luca triple double. Well, no, I don't even know if I want triple double because I have no idea if I think anybody else will actually score the ball. It's like Luca points, I guess. But I mean, somebody else does have to. They do have to score. Yeah, I would. I would play Luca either Luca points or Luca triple double. Luca triple double, by the way, is plus two thirty five. I think there's like no value on that. Oh, plus five twenty five for triple double on a win. I I do find some interest in that. Wait, you found five twenty five on a win. On no, not on, on win. win with the win. With sorry. the win, yeah. with the win, sorry, with okay. the win. So plus five twenty-five, Luca triple double with the win. Forty plus in the win is five forty. Okay. Basically, he's, he's going to need it. Yeah, he he has to unless he has you to pivot go over uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. threes or Dimwitty twenty plus points. But my uh, Miami, I still think they've they've been playing better. I'll give them props. Dallas is just bad. They're just a bad team. Mm-hmm. I'll lean to Miami. I like the under. Actually, can I even take an under? No. When Dallas is giving up. Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing. Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing. Yeah, give me, give me, uh, give me Dallas. I okay. feel I'm getting Tim Hardaway Jr. and Luca. I feel pretty decent about that, and everybody else will fall in line somewhere. I wanted to make a case for like a Jimmy Butler TV triple double game, but I don't. I, but I don't even know if I believe in it. Honestly, I feel like I'm just forcing a narrative that isn't there. If Bam wasn't playing, I'd be all over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even Lowry's, Lowry's playing. I think Lowry's washed too, but he'll get the assists. He'll take assists away from Jimmy. Watch Bam fin- finish with eight eight rebounds. Just watch him do something Bam like. No, he's going to finish with, with nine. He's got to taunt you a little bit. Yeah. but I was going to say nine, but I felt like that was too easy, so I came back down to eight. Okay. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's eight or nine. I wonder if you could bet him to exactly have eight or nine rebounds. I really feel like you got a good chance of that. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the New York Knickerbockers going to play the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta. Hawks are laying three. 228 is the total. Injury report here. And you have for the Knicks, Mitchell Robinson, you know, he's out for a while. What's with everybody in these thumbs? Uh, I'm pretty sure he has a fractured thumb, too. So, Mitchell, he had surgery on his too, so Mitchell Robinson's going to be out for a little while. I'm, I'm personally shocked that Mitchell Robinson got injured again. He's out for several weeks. Yeah, I'm yeah. totally shocked. I'm just never saw it coming. No, never did. Trey Young is questionable with the ankle injury. Bogdan Bogdanovich is questionable with the knee injury. I mean, okay, this is really my only thing against the Knicks in this spot because. Again, Knicks, dominant over Atlanta in the regular season. Like, absolutely dominant over They're also good on the road. Yeah, and they're good on the road. 81% of bets, 97% of money is on New York in this game. And I think it's because everybody realizes that they are so dominant against Atlanta during the regular season. (laughs) Really, ever since the playoff series, they've been dominant against Atlanta. I mean, even before that playoff series, we swept them in the the player. Yeah, yeah, we swept them in the regular season before that. So that's why I was so confident going into that series. I came on this podcast and I was confident on them. (laughs) I mean, I guess we take Atlanta. I'm assuming Trey Young is going to play because the line is still two and a half. So I'm assuming him and Bogdanovich will probably play. I'm going to take Atlanta in this one. Yeah, I guess we got to take Atlanta. There's too much money on the Knicks, man. The Knicks are a good team. Don't get me wrong. But I've called them streaky all season long. Nothing against them. Just being honest. They've had a mm-hmm. bunch of like five-game winning streaks. Then they'll lose four in a row. Then they'll win eight of nine. Then they'll lose five of six. They've been up and down all season. They've lost two straight. They lost the Wizards last game pretty handily. 
I've seen this movie before. The Knicks had a good run for a week or two. Now they're going to go on a downswing. Then they'll be on an upswing again in a couple weeks. And with Robinson being out, you're relying heavily on Hartenstein and Jericho Sims against. Now, I feel confident with Jericho Sims coming in relief, but I don't feel confident in Tibbs. Being he's not going to use him Sims. as much as you yeah. want. Him to be used. Sims is actually good. Like, Sims he's is good. actually good. I liked him at Texas, but they're going to use Hartenstein as their main potential starter. So I'm all over yeah, Capella so rebounds surprised. in this game. How am I not on Capella rebounds in this game? I think Capella is going to eat on the glass. So give me Atlanta. Of course, if Trey Young doesn't play in the end, then of course everything I'm going to say is voided. But I do think that for the spot itself, I think it's a decent spot for Atlanta. And the Knicks are streaky, and right now they've lost two straight. That means they're probably in line to lose another two in a row. You can mm-hmm. agree with me on that because we've seen it all year long. Mm-hmm. Give me the Knicks to lose again. I'll take Atlanta. But I do yeah, like Capella having a big game on the glass. It's so funny. I, I The first time I ever came on this pod was in Clubhouse, I think it was, or like it was like locker room, green room, something like that. It was, it was a locker room, I think. Yeah, and so – I came on here. The Knicks had just went on a crazy winning streak. Stephen A. Smith went on TV, said that the Knicks are back, all of that. And I came on the podcast and I said, watch the Knicks lose five straight games and then win a random road game against Boston. And it actually happened. They lost five straight and won a random road game against Boston. And I think they were like two, maybe three to one dogs in that game. It was hilarious. That's like one of my favorite moments because I just – the Knicks lose when they lose, they lose in bunches, man. <laughs> like they don't That's just my lose. They lost game. two straight, and <laughs> yeah, they lose. Both in bunches, games were man. kind of upsetting. Uh, the Toronto game they could have won went to overtime. Runs almost hit the three in overtime. The Wizards game, I know Beal came back, but still, you lost by eleven. You trailed the entire game. It feels like the Knicks are just an up and down team. I think they're back down. I'll lean to Atlanta. Can I make a case for you to be weary of Jalen Brunson today? Okay, sure. He, is he not good against Atlanta historically or something? No, not historically. DeJounte Murray. Oh, okay. It's DeJounte Murray. Yeah, for the most part. He had eight points in that game earlier this season uh, against them, and he had 20 in the one before that. And then coming down his game log in games, he actually had minutes, 18, 17, 31. There's a 31 and 10 in there, so that is there. 19, 11. Uh, he has another game with 31 minutes that he had 16 points, like, I think DeJounte Murray, just his size and his length just kind of fucks with him a little bit. So, I mean. Are, are we pivoting to Randall then? Because Randall, yeah, Randall always goes off he's, against He's had good games against Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, right now, if you watched Atlanta's lineup, they're actually bringing Capella off the bench and giving a Kongu the starting minutes. And so I think that that's a, you know, I think that's a matchup that Julius Randall can take advantage of him against the Kongu. So, yeah, I think, I think we pivot from, I'm not bold enough to sit here and, give out Brunson's unders. But, but he's not taking overs. Yeah, I'm not taking his points today. I think I would rather just I'm watch this. Yeah, like Maybe. assist. I could feel good about that. I just I don't feel comfortable on him today. And it's just because DeJounte does give him a good matchup. And I think that he has Brunson circled with how crazy he's been going the past couple of games. Do you want to make a case for spot start Hartenstein uh, for double-double? I think if you find either Hartstein or Sims, you play – you're going to get a good number on both. I think you sprinkle on both. Honestly. I don't think Hartenstein's good enough. I'm just asking because we talk about spot starts for Moses Brown and players around the league. I'm kind of just throwing it out there. 
because he it, might get a decent price. I just I want to see what the I want to see what the final lineup is. If it's Sims, I will give out Sims double double a hundred times. But Hartstein does actually like sneakily find himself around rebounds. I think Hartstein is going to be better when Clint Capella is in the game though, and he yeah. can kind of space the floor more. Whereas Sims, especially if they're starting Okongu, I would all right bet you're starting Okongu. I'm going to counter that and start Sims. And oh, you're starting Capella. All right, I'm going to counter that and start Hartstein. I think Sims' like, skill sets quite similar to Mitchell Robinson's. I don't think he's got much offensive talent, but if you throw him a couple of lobs, he'll do something. Yeah. He can't shoot free throws to save his life, though, which is a serious problem for double-doubles, but still. Yeah, I'm going to lean to Atlanta in this game. feels like a spot where the Knicks are about to go on a bit of a losing streak. Yeah. All right. And Atlanta's historically good at home. And Atlanta's at home, yeah, so that helps. So, And did they lose their last home game? No, they won the last home game. Never mind. Okay. Can't use that angle. All right. Next game. Oh, total sitting at 228. I'm on the under. Uh, first two meetings this season, one of the two teams did not reach 100 points. First game landed 211. Second meeting landed uh, 202. I think 228 is too high, uh-huh. especially with Trey Young being questionable. So there's no guarantee he's going to play anyway. I got to take the under. When, they, when these two teams play, it's usually a very physical battle. Uh-huh. I'm going with the under. All right. You? Yeah, I'm going under. Uh, did I mention we didn't talk about the total in that last game? But it's a um. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't have a thought on the uh, Miami total. I didn't have anything there. Yeah, I'm going. I'm still going over non-conference and same thing as the other game. You got Dallas eight, ten and eight non-conference overs. Miami's twelve and eleven just seems like a pretty good spot where we look at these two teams, especially if you look at Dallas and their pace of play, you think, oh, they go under, like they go under all the time. You should well, that's what under. I said. They've given up 130 in three straight. And they play. Yeah. The so they, they've been really bad. Yeah. So really bad defensively. And they are an over team, 15 and eight to the over at home, uh, seven and five as an underdog, 27 and 19 on the year. So yeah, over in that game as well. Okay. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Golden State Warriors on a back-to-back going to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers are laying eight. 224 is the total. Come down all the way from 228 and a half. So how many people on Golden State sit this game? That is the question. That is the You know Clay is not going to play. He, Clay yeah, Clay, yeah Clay, they have Clay on the injury report as yeah. unlikely to play. He's not, they he's not don't gonna. have... They don't have anybody else, any of the starters on the injury report, as unlikely. They have TBDs by Andre Godala, Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman, Jamichael Green. Now, they, this is not an official injury report because they don't have to submit one this early. So you very well could see outs in this game. I think we're going to see outs in this game. Clay is a given because he's skipped back-to-backs all season long. They just played know. overtime. If, if it's just resting. Clay. Well, hold on. Let's let's get to Cleveland. If it's you just have play, then I'll lean Golden State. But in reality, with the amount of times they've benched starters and they're off an overtime game with travel, I'd be shocked if like half the usual starters play in this game. Donovan Wiggins Mitchell. is just coming back off injury. Curry's just coming back off injury. I really see them benching half the team. Donovan Mitchell is questionable. Real quick, Donovan Mitchell is questionable. That's really the big thing to know on Cleveland's side of all. He missed so, the last game. Garland, I believe, had 30, and it was either 10 or 11, but he had a great game. I feel like if Golden State sits everybody, you don't have to play Donovan Mitchell in this game. 
I'm on Garland props all day, every day in this game. But I feel like Garland has. Does he have a good? What team is it? It's one team that Garland like historically is good. I don't know if it's Garden State or not. Uh, I don't think it's Golden State. I I'm trying to think of what team Garland's usually. It's does one it mean, team. I feel like I'm Indiana? not. I don't know who it is, but I feel like there's one team that Darius Garland just always kills. I thought it was Indiana. I thought Garland's had very good numbers against Indiana. Maybe it's Indiana. Garland. But the point is, I think Golden State's going to bench half their team. So I'm not going to back a Golden State team that's been awful on the road all season long and that has rested a bunch of starters all the time on back-to-backs. And now you're playing on the road with travel off an overtime game on the road. I, I understand the argument of it's a big spread. Cleveland at home is still very good. They haven't been as good as they were to start the year. But I'm not going to play this right oh, now. I'm not going to play this right now because I got to wait to see what the injury news is, at least in some capacity. But I think I'm going to lean Cleveland. It really feels like a slam dunk spot for Golden State to bench after their team, in my opinion. I don't know. Because what was it? Was that against Washington that I just – like it was It was recent that I just sat there and – I don't think it was Washington game. Wait, we're what talking game? about Golden State or we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, it was a game recently where Golden State had a back-to-back and they still played everybody on the back Yeah, they beat Washington because I had them against Chicago the game prior and Vucevic scored like 40 points. Yeah, yeah. So, But Curry went nuts. It was, it, was well, MLK, this is, it was MLK day, so maybe just based on the significance of the day, they decided to play everyone. But Curry had 41. Poole had it like 30. They went off. Curry's going to go nuclear. He's going to do his thing every now and then. So. Uh, this is different because this is going to be the fourth game this week for them. It's a lot. It's the overtime factor. That did take a lot of minutes yesterday. I'd say Cleveland first half, but I, if Golden State has their guys still playing, I, I'm going to take the points in Golden State for the full game. But I agree with you. I just don't think they're going to have their guys. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. that They – that Washington one was surprising when they said that Steph and everybody was playing in that one. Curious on what they do here. I wonder if it was MLK Day related, where it was uh, an important holiday, so they just decided to suit up anyway. Oh, wow. Yeah, could have been that. So if you think – if you're like Scott, you think that they sit – I just – I really don't know. I think it's 50-50. But if you're like Scott, you lean to it more, you probably want to get this Cleveland line now. I do like I do like your Cleveland first half play. I think they'll jump them. Yeah. It's a letdown spot. That was a big game. Like, that's a big game last night. This is such a letdown spot in a game that's not even on TV. It's even worse. You gave gave your best shot and you still lost the game. Yeah. Like, this is is a spot where you could definitely come out super flat. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. The Clippers are on the road. Los Angeles Clippers on the road going to play the San Antonio Spurs. Clippers are laying seven. Do, do we really need to break anything down in this game? I'm just, I'm just going to ask. I mean, I don't, but you've quiet George off the injury report for now. I'm taking San Antonio. I, I mean, I, I, you think I'm laying seven with the Clippers on the road? Uh, where are we at? Yeah, they're not on an injury report. Luke Kennard is not playing. Moses Brown is not playing. Did they send Moses Brown to the G League? No, I'm they assuming didn't. they did. I don't even see him on the injury report. No, they didn't. You fucking bastards. And I see that John Wall's not playing, and apparently the Clippers are shopping him. So, fun experiment you had there with John Wall for a couple months. But he's out of the rotation. He hasn't really done anything lately. Vassell is still on IR. Everybody else is available for San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio plus seven. San Antonio's freaking on the money line. I'm not laying this main points with the Clippers. 
Uh, once again, the Clippers should win the game because they have the more talented roster, but and they've done well in the head-to-head this season. But do they I, have I the more talented roster? Do they? Do they? The really? Clippers, yeah. Come on, like, I, they have stars. Crazy they the have Spurs, stars. The Spurs they are seventeen stars. under. Like, come on. Like, well, it's mm, not they have stars. The Spurs, the Spurs are arguably the worst team in the league. In terms of I, I just think the Spurs suck, but I, I, I don't know. The Clippers don't show me anything on. Oh no, the Clippers. The, I don't like the Clippers either. But I mean, the more talented. I mean, come on. Like we talk about how the Spurs. See, we talk about Kawhi and Paul George. When do we ever really, really talk about anybody else on the Clippers? Like we never, never really talk about anybody else in Clippers. We get one, maybe two good games from somebody, and we're just like, oh, all right. Well, I mean, they're just kind of there. Like this team is. This is just a team that's there. This is just a team that's in the league. It's not anybody important. It's not anybody special. They don't do anything special. They're twenty three and twenty four. They're probably going to finish somewhere around five hundred. Maybe a couple of games above. Maybe a couple of games below. This is not a team that's doing anything special. I Once just again, wouldn't lay not, seven with I'm this. I'm not saying they're good, but you just said they'll finish around 500. The Spurs are going to finish probably somewhere but around. the Spurs are actively tanking. The Spurs are actively tanking. They're actively tanking. So how are you going to tell me they're that? Actively, that, like that they're, they're actually trying to not to win games. I it, If you gave me the Spurs and you told me that Spurs were going out there and actually trying to win that game, I would tell you the Spurs would beat the Clippers. I'm gonna go with the Spurs anyway. I'm gonna take the better coach. I'm gonna take the the this trash team that gets up in random spots, super random spots. I'm gonna just hope that this is a random spot that they get up for. There's literally nothing to say when the Spurs decide to come play basketball or not. Like there's Once no again, handicap. There's no nothing. They just randomly decide to come play basketball for a day. I agree with you. I'm gonna take San Antonio, but for the talent purposes, Clippers are more talented team. I mean, I'm not gonna to try to argue the Spurs are close, but. I don't like how the Clippers have played. It's really simple as that. I'm going with San Antonio as well. Is it's Kelton Johnson? Is Kelton Johnson? Yeah. If is outside of Kawhi and Paul George, would you take Kelton Johnson over anybody on Kel- on the Clippers roster? You know, would I take anyone on the Clippers roster? Well, yeah, on anybody over Kelton Kelton Johnson. Probably not. I really like Kelton. All right, Spurs money line. Well, that was gonna be my core. That was gonna be my correlated <laughs> play. If you're gonna take the Spurs, put Keldon twenty five yeah. plus thirty plus points. Yeah. Trey Jones also pretty nice, but yeah, I, I think Keldon's aligned for a good game. I just saw. Sure, him I want to give out Trey Jones assists, but I don't want to do that because I don't need him making me look bad. Because there's some games that he just like he doesn't hit the mark there. I saw Keldon go for thirty six against the Nets. I think he had twenty eight points in the second half. I'll, I'll go with Keldon over in points. Keldon's really three. good. VA guy. He's really, really good. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Indiana Pacers going to play the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets are laying 11 at home. 239.5 is the total. Tyrese Halliburton, Daniel Tice, you know you're not seeing them playing this game. Other than that, Pacers are clean on the injury report. Denver is such a tough team to break down because they're so good. Jamal Murray is probable. Jeff Green's questionable, as you were saying. Oh, Murray screwed you last game. He hasn't been great all year, but he was great against Minnesota. Did I say he was going to be bad? No, I'm. I'm just saying this season he hasn't been great. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying because you had yeah, the money, he had a really good, yeah, he had a really good. Line, so I'm saying since you had the money line, Murray kind of screwed you. Yeah, I was watching that game. Like I stayed up to watch that game and watch Minnesota just like. They were yeah. they were leading majority of that game, and I looked like a genius until the end of the game. And I still think I look like a genius TBT because MVP uh, Luca Garza was carrying you a bit there. 
Yeah, he was. And it was really crazy. But it was like Luca Jarza was winning them the game, but also losing them the game. Because he can't guard anybody? Yeah, he can't guard anybody. And it was just like random bad shots. Like he had a, a hook shot right in front of the rim. I think it maybe was Jokic in front of him. But like Jokic was just standing there. Jokic wasn't doing anything. And he missed it. And then he comes back down. The next possession hits a spot up three. And I'm just like, all in right. In his defense, Garza never plays. He was just thrilled to be on the court. Yeah. He was going to shoot it every time he got the ball. I, I was I was so mad. But, I mean, granted, I still did kind of like a genius because they opened up at eight when we were recording. And then they got to 10. And I slammed them again at 10 because I was like, nah, I'm not laying double digits with Denver. And that's the handicap for this game. I'm not laying double digits with Denver, but I'm definitely not doing it against the Pacers. Like, the Pacers are a team. This is the same spot that the Pacers went and got an outright win against Golden State last mm-hmm. year and this year. And this year as well. Well, because Allie didn't play in that game this year, I don't think. So, I mean, yeah, Jokic is Jokic, but everybody else, streaky. Denver is going to disappoint so many people in the playoffs. I, so somebody, wanting. who was it? I think it was Matt Moore with action. And he was making a case. I don't know if he was making a case for Denver, but I think he wasn't like buying into the Jokic is a good player, but Denver hasn't gotten it done yet. Like I think he was kind of saying that, hey, you got to give Denver a chance. No, Denver has had chances and they just can't get it done, man. They 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 can't they can't they're not going to be that team in the postseason. Like, Barkley also said that Denver and and Memphis are the two best teams in the West, which I agree with. But he said he's all in on the Nuggets. You know what that means? So Denver, that's, that's not going to work out for them. But I just Jokic offensively is great. Defensively, he's always going to be a liability. It is what it is. And once again, I don't think you can win if you have Jokic and Michael Porter Jr.'s defense on the court at the same time in crunch time. You're not going to win in the playoffs, but this isn't the playoffs. I said I was going to fade Indiana when Halliburton was out, and they haven't won a game since. They've been getting blown out regularly. I like the over because I don't think either team's going to guard anybody. I do like Denver team total over. Indiana's defense is really horrible. Uh, Giannis didn't play. They gave up 132, gave up 130 to Memphis, gave up mm-hmm. 126 to OKC. I think Denver can go for 130 here. I really wouldn't shock me if they show up for this game. I'm on the over. It's 239.5, which I get is high. They gave up a bunch, they gave up 118 to Luca Garza and company for Minnesota. I'm on the over. I see points, but I guess I'll lean to oh, Denver first quarter. We've talked about on the show. Denver's a great first quarter team. Give oh, and Indiana's a terrible first quarter team. Give me Denver first quarter. They are quarter. so that, bad. That's really that the only play a, I like for That spread. is the only play that I like for Denver. It is yeah. that first quarter because Indiana is so bad in the first quarter. Like The one will probably be close to like, th- what is it, four and a half? Five yeah, together? four and a half. Like, that's, that's a lot, but I, I think they get there, and I think Indiana's climbing back, but they are, they're really bad in the first quarter. Denver gets good starts. The problem is defensively they really struggle in general as the game goes on. I only see three and a half, actually. I see three and a half at minus one. Oh, great. I feel good about that. Yeah, but I was going to say, good about when, when Jokic comes off the floor in the second quarter, the team sucks because they're yep. awful when Jokic is off the floor. I think so, it's like I, they have one of the best – like Jokic has one of the best point differentials when he's on the court versus off the court where they're like one of the worst in the world. I think he has the biggest plus minus for yeah. And number two is Caldwell Pope because he only plays with Jokic. 
But Jokic plays like 10, 11 minutes in the first quarter every game. So, so I know how oh, – I, I was going to say, I'm on Denver first quarter. That's really the only thing I'm yeah. tempted by in this game first. Part. Only thing for Denver. I, I'm all over Indiana plus 11. But because, look, okay, I get it. Denver has the best home court in the league. They've won the most games. But if we look at these last three games. The spread isn't great. You have a three-point win at home against Orlando. You have a four-point win at home against Minnesota. It choked a massive lead in that Orlando game, by the way. Yeah, like, and they even, I, I mean, yeah, they have a nine-point win against Portland, but they had a massive lead in that game, too. Like, and Denver's, come Denver's back 15 and nine at home against the spread, which is still good, but, but it's like six games worse. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, I get that they don't lose many, but they don't look, like, they haven't looked very, very good in these past three games at home. Like, yeah. So, I'm calling now. I think they lose one of these two games at home, whether it's tonight against Indiana or when they're a massive favorite against OKC. I think it's OKC. OKC has been good lately, man. I think OKC is going to be. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's OKC. I mean, I def. I think OKC is winning that game. By the way, I know we're not going to talk because it's on Sunday. But I think OKC is going to win that game, which is why I'm hesitant to OKC too. Which is why I'm hesitant to say Indiana plus four forty tonight. Yeah, because I think OKC is going to win the next one. Because they're not losing both. You're just expecting Denver to lose one. Yeah, but I. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I may end up saying it at the end of the show, but I think Indiana's in this game. I don't think anybody's given Indiana a shot in this one, and they are one of the best teams against the spread this season at, uh, what's that, 26 and 20? One of the best teams, best teams ATS on the season. They're 19 and 15 as an underdog. I don't know, man. I got to look up what they do when they get double digits, but I feel like Indiana covers at a high clip. I'm just going to put it this way. This feels like a tremendous Matherin game. Yes. I, I like Matherin today, and I like uh, I like Nimhard to get that double-double that I've been looking for. I, I've been waiting we're, we're for waiting it, and for I've been it. looking for it. Yeah, I've been waiting for it, looking for it. I've been playing it. I, hopefully today's the day, but I think Mather, uh, Matherin has a good game, and I think this is the day that Nimhard gives me that double-double because he was really good offensively last time. I'm concerned about the Nemhard double double because they're giving McConnell a bunch of minutes and he's the ball in his hands a lot for a point guard that can't shoot. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm I think the Nemhard one's tricky because McConnell does kind of handle most of the point guard responsibility, but is decent. That, price. It's good price though. I think that you'll get a jump start and maybe you want to play a Nemhard assist in the first quarter. I know that they be having those kind of bets out there. Yeah. I've seen it. I think you'll get a jump start on it. Like if you told me that we're going coming out of the first quarter and he already has five assists, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Not at all. By the way, Jokic triple doubles plus one fifteen. Really? <laughs> plus one fifteen is so absurd. All right. All right. Uh he's on over. I'm on under actually. Okay. It's really high. It's really high. Next thing I'm gonna say, we have the Utah Jazz at home welcoming the Brooklyn Nets on a back to back. Jazz are laying seven and a half, opened up at six, 229 and a half is the total. Not really going to have much on the injury report here. We'll see if TJ Warren plays because they do have a TBD here by his name, and you think he does have that foot injury. So they may actually pull him from the lineup. We'll see. Pretty clean for Utah. 
Yeah, Brooklyn plus seven and a half, Brooklyn on the money line. I just roasted the crap out of the net to start the podcast, but I'm taking the plus the points in this game. Uh, ben I, Simmons like double-double in a win. Ben Simmons double-double in a win. I feel like that's juiced. Can I Give take double-double if I'm afraid he's going to score less than five points? No, because I feel good about him getting the assistant rebounds. That's why I said double-double and not tri- – I strategically said double-double and not triple-double. Yeah, but I feel good one- about him getting the rebounds and the assists. I, I mean, if you're if you're betting double double and you're not going to get points, like that's just it's that's been so Simmons. rough. It's been Simmons. matter of fact, matter of fact, because I'm such a DJ. Let me. Just I'm going to see what the it. triple double is. Uh, Doesn't exist. Okay, great. They have so, triple double prices for Kyrie, but not for Ben Simmons. Thank, thanks a lot. Guys. All right, let's see here. Ben, Ben, Ben. I don't see Ben. That's what I'm saying. Props. I don't. I don't see Simmons. No, they just don't have Ben's on the prop. Like they don't either. Yeah. All right. Whenever it comes up. Just entertain me because this points prop is probably going to be at what nine and a half, maybe ten and a half with KD out. Yeah, it's, I think it's going to be eight and a half. If I had to guess. Eight and a half. Okay, so I mean, even that. Entertain me with this. Ben Simmons ten plus assists. Ben Simmons ten plus rebounds. Under alts nine and a half points. That's fun. That that's fun. Entertain me with that. Okay, that's fun. Man, what a call. I, I like that idea, but I'm going to go with the Nets here uh, to go back to the point. Utah is laying a decent number. The Nets, even though they lost the game, they showed resolve. They were getting their ass kicked, and they actually kind of showed up in the second half. Maybe that builds some confidence. It's mostly the fact that the Nets, I've mentioned it time and time on the show, this team is incredible on Friday nights. I don't know <laughs> why. I don't oh, yeah, know it is why. Friday. I don't know I why this team is so good on Fridays, but they're so good on Fridays. I think that it's going to be a competitive game. Utah really finds a way to make games competitive because offensively they're amazing, but defensively they suck. Mm-hmm. I think you could see a block party between Claxton and Kessler, which will be a lot of fun between those two guys. But assuming the Nets don't bench half the team, if they do bench Warren. I'll be all over Cam Thomas props. I think it's a great Cam Thomas game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Nets, though. The spread seems a little bit large. I'll go with the Nets. All right. I mean, well, I, I didn't. Seven I and a half with Utah. I, you're, a much. I think the spread is a little bit large. I don't care if Utah was laying one. <laughs> what? I wouldn't care if Utah was laying one. I'm not taking them as a favorite. Come on now. Plus seven and a half, plus 250. I'm on an over. 229 and a half, I'm on over. Next game on the slate, we have the Memphis Grizzlies going to play the Los Angeles Lakers in LA. Great Laker, Lakers are catching seven and a half at home against the Grizzlies. Two thirty two forty-three and a half. They're just <laughs> they're just tossing these Laker lines out the window, man. By the way, did did you uh, hear the news for this game? Uh what what news? Oh, LeBron's questionable. Oh, bro, uh, I'm getting there. All right. You no, it's questionable Memphis every game. Grizzlies. That's why I'm joking. It's questionable every game and he plays. It's a waste of time. Memphis Grizzlies, Zaire Williams is questionable with an illness. And for the Lakers, like you said, LeBron is questionable. Every game is questionable. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, you know you're not going to see Walker, Reeves, or Davis. Okay. Do you want to make a case for the Lakers stepping up at home? I, no, I don't. I was hoping you would. No, absolutely I, not. I have no – I just think that 
what I will say is that the Lakers have done a decent job of surprising me in some spots, not all spots, but some spots that I just gave them zero shot for. But I mean, it's the Grizzlies, man. It's the Grizzlies. I just, against the I just saw the Lakers lose at home to a team without Sabonis. I watched it. I watched the game. They were awful in the second half. Uh, they, the game was close. Then you had the clear path foul at the end, and you know things got weird. Westbrook, Westbrook and Beverly took a couple threes in the fourth quarter, which was just so dumb. LeBron took another crappy fadeaway three-pointer down the stretch, which he bricked, and that kind of decided the game. I'm on the Grizzlies. They match up really well against the Lakers. The Lakers stink. I'm expecting the Grizzlies to win the rebounding battle by what, like 15 in this game? Who on the Lakers is going to out-rebound or even hang with Steven Adams on the glass? They got nobody. I think what I will say rebounds by by fifteen. What I will say, and it's really the only stat that is concerning me with Memphis. Is it the money? No, it's not the money. Well, the money is interesting. It is because it's all on Memphis, but so Memphis sometimes gets over that. They are nine fifteen and one against the Western Conference. That's the, ATS we're talking about. Right? Yes, ATS. Okay. It is ATS. The only yeah, because you can't tie. In the yeah. Game. yeah, but the only thing that I, makes I, I me throw that out as well. Guess the Lakers record against the Western Conference. Can you tell me how many games it at least? Uh it is sorry, math in public, math in public, twenty five games. Is it is there a push in there? Yes, there is a push in there. Okay. Um ATS, you said twenty five games. I'll go. Six, eighteen, and one. No, I thought it was a good guess. That felt good. It was. Memphis was nine, fifteen, and one. The Lakers are nine, fifteen, and one okay. against the Western right. Conference. So, okay. <laughs> now, I took a jump shot. Felt good. Hit back rim. You now, know, you, you Lakers are catching points in majority of those games, and Memphis is laying points in majority of those games. But it's the same ATS record, all insane. I'm still going Memphis. I don't care. Once nah. again, Sabonis didn't play last game. And Sacramento still out-rebounded the Lakers by, like, 12. The Lakers can't rebound because Davis is out. They have no backup centers. They have nobody really worth a damn in the front court now. You have Adams, and you have Jackson, and you have you have so many guys that you can just throw in in the front court to give you a good rebounding edge. Mm-hmm. Jot is going to put on a show. I think we expect it. The Lakers aren't a great defensive team. They've been okay, but not great. I'm on Memphis. The Lakers are horrible. De- uh, Desmond Bain might go off just because he and Bron got into it a little bit last year. When, you know, you remember the clip where Bron is like, nah, stop that talking shit. Like, y'all make a couple shots, start talking shit. And then he went down and dunked on Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, no, that, that, that clip circulated going, like, yeah, remember that one time when LeBron did that? I'm like, yeah, the Grizzlies won the game by 30. Like, you're not going to yeah. talk about that part. The play- Grizzlies literally won the game by 30 points. But I'm on Memphis. Th- that team is so good. And they've yeah. won, what, 11 straight? They haven't lost in 2023 yet? Yeah. Yeah. Even won that game against the Cavaliers. Now, that was an ugly game for sure, but they still got the win. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Steven Adams for the putback layup. Yep. All right. Last game of the slate. Oklahoma City Thunder are traveling to Sacramento to play the Sacramento King. This is the total... Let's see here. Injury report, we have pretty clean. Same outs, long-term outs for the Thunder. 
And for Sacramento Kings, Sabonis is questionable. Matthew Delvadova is questionable. Al- Did they all just get sick? Alex Lynn is questionable as well. Yeah, all three of them. Sabonis played. has an illness, so I'm assuming he was hanging around and they got sick. It's not cold. And it looks bro. like it looks like Sabonis, Delvadova, and Alex Lynn all hang out and spend a bunch of time together. That's why they all got sick. 100%. I forgot Delvadova was still in the league. For the record, no, I, I did too. No, it was it was what, what game was it where the Kings was playing and I was watching. I seen him on a bench and I said, "Oh, he's still here." Remember when LeBron got him a thirty million dollar contract? Remember when LeBron yeah. got him a thirty million dollar contract because he was good for like two games against Curry. <laughs> Not even the whole playoffs, just one series, two games. That's it. All right. That's how Mozgov got hit. LeBron got, yeah, I was about to say, LeBron got Mozgov a contract. Like, y'all stop playing LeBron. LeBron got Tristan Thompson, Mozgov, Delvadova. He got all of them contracts, yo. J.R. Smith. Yep. All right. Eight in case for Sacramento laying points at home when OKC is such good road dog team. I'm not doing it. Uh, The fact that Sabonis is still battling an illness, which means if he's healthy enough, he should play anyway. I do think there's less urgency to bring him back when you won a game without him anyway. Mm-hmm. So you might be more likely to sit him again until he feels 100%. I'm on the Thunder anyway. I love mm-hmm. this team so much. I, I, 23 so and fun. 9 as an underdog this season. Even in 23 general. 23 and 9. If you just watch them play the last couple of weeks, they're really clicking. The chemistry's there. I don't even just mean the social media jokes where you can tell that they love playing with each other and they're good friends. But still... I like how they've played. And Williams, what is this team with Holgram? It depends what you think of Holgram. What is this team with Holgram in the lineup? I think he's I think he's solid. Now I'm interested to see him without playing basketball for a year and how he adjusted at NBA NBA. I'm sure he's probably gonna be in rookie of the rookie of the year conversations next year. He's in Ben Simmons rookie of the year contention. So yeah, for sure. And Ben Simmons won it. So I mean maybe yeah. we need to put a bet on that next year. But 23 and 9 as an underdog this season. First of all, both of these teams really, really good against the spread. OKC 29 and 16. Sacramento 25 and 18. Sacramento's 13 and 9 as a favorite. 12 and 11 at home. OKC 14 and 8 on the road. Last 10 games, OKC 8 and 2. 6 and 4 for Sacramento. Like both of these teams are are on it. I'm taking the points. Give me OKC. I'll tell you what, though. People are going to talk about, you know, Good coaches, and I've roasted a lot of coaches. I'm pretty harsh on coaches. I think that Dagnolt is one of the most underrated coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. He's a hell of a coach for OKC. I don't even think people – I think if you said his name and, they, and we weren't talking about this game, I don't think people would know who he coached. I looked up the pronunciation just to make sure I didn't butcher it. That's how – you know, that that's my version of not really knowing, but I know his name, of course. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. People, I'm sure, would tell you, you know, OKC, Shay great talent and then you look at the coach and you're like you got to give him some credit like th- this team even with Shea playing last year was good to get was good ATS and they they sat on the entire second half but I'm on the thunder Giddy's been great Shea hasn't even needed to score 30 recently he's been able mm-hmm. to take a step back a little bit uh both Jalen Williams's have been good I like really Jalen Jalen J-A-L-E-N has been he's in rookie of the year conversation yeah, he's in conversation. It's about a two-second conversation. He's. Had, I mean, because it's, it's really a two-horse race. Like yeah. it's a two-horse race, but you, he's right there next to. If you had a conversation of between him and Jay and Ivy, that's a real conversation to have. Him and Ivy, yes, I would still pull Walker Kessler ahead of him if we're actually going to have a conversation. Yeah, and I think that's the. I think that's actually the race. I think it's 
in order, Bankero, Matherin, Williams, Ivy, Kessler. I think Williams is behind Kessler. No, I'm telling you, that's what the race is, like what I saw on TV. That's actually what the race is, how they have it, you know, one through five. Now, everybody's got their own opinions or whatever, but that's actually how the NBA or whoever actually makes that well, list. The latter or whatever. I'm very curious on who actually makes that list, but that's how the list is. And I'm not going to lie. I, I get it. Like, I get it. He's been really good. Like, he's definitely a pleasant surprise. No, I mean, we, we've said it before. I'll say it again. I fuck with this team. <laughs> Yo, good. they're so fun. They've been fun team. for years. They've been fun for years. Like, this is not the first time that they've been covering the spread. They were covering the spread last year. I don't remember if it was the year before that as well, but definitely last year. They were covering the spread a lot last year. So, yeah, I but mean, their, yeah. their point spread numbers were awful at the end for some years because they bent Shea for, for the last three months. But mm-hmm. this team's a playing team. They might yep. be better than that. They're good. Yo, they're 22 and 23 right now. Like, they're about to cash their win total before All-Star break. Um, uh, they cover the spread in one game to win. I don't know if they get the win, but they cover it the spread It is only three, so the spread is quite manageable. I'm assuming if Sabonis is ruled active, it'll go up. Oh, I think, oh, I think OKC has a good chance to win this outright. I'm picking them to win outright. I'm just saying, I think the line goes up if Sabonis is going. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. As soon as Sabonis is going to play, the line will go up. That's why it's probably a three. They're pricing in the chance that he doesn't play. I like the Thunder anyway. The pros are on Sacramento, though. Okay. 59% of the bets, 89% of the money. The pros need to watch more OKC film. That's what that tells me, you know? Yeah, man, I can't back him on this one, yo. You think I'm going to fade fade Himothy? I'm not going against Giddy. Come on. Himothy? I'm not not going against them. Hemi Neutron. All right. Let's. That's it. That's everything on the slate. Let's go ahead because I don't have another read. Lock and dog time to end the show. For my lock, I'm going to go with. Uh, No, the Lakers are good in the first half, so I don't want to do that one. My Memphis first half cash last time we were on. Well, Memphis first half is usually a given, but it's especially true at home. So they're on the but road. It, yeah. It's a bit different. Uh, is Cleveland first half versus Golden State coming off that? That sounds very chalky, but Cleveland should really do it. And Golden State, five and a half. Oh, I thought it was going to be four and a half, though. Um, yeah, I got to go back to that Denver play, man. Give me Denver in the first quarter, minus three and a half. Indiana's so bad, so bad in the first quarter. It's really, really terrible. Uh, give me the, yeah, the minus three and a half, and then I'll probably get on Indiana after that and take them at what? Plus 14, 15, 16, something like that. Yeah, it should be around there live. Yeah, I'll, I'll get that live play. But give me Denver, first quarter, minus three and a half. For my dog, I have so many to choose from. I mm-hmm. love these days. All right. I feel like you're going to take San Antonio, if I had to guess. Ah, uh, San Antonio is a really juicy dog. Well, but Utah's Antonio, a, you, fading Utah's a system play, so I don't even know if yeah, you're Yeah, no, I, I can't do that one. That's not fair. Like, why would I give out a play that everybody's already betting? That's not fun. Uh, I 
Yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. I'll I'll just stay in the same game. Fuck it. I'll do it because I don't care. Give me plus four forty. They they this. I have not been impressed by this this home trip by Denver, and I think they're going to get caught slipping. And yes, it's more likely to be OKC, but that's exactly what happens. The least likely thing happens. So yeah, give me Indiana plus four forty. No, however, right. and they get it done. For me, it's actually kind of funny. I don't think we've ever done this all in the show before. We're going to double lock a quarter play. I'm going, to take Den- I'm going to take Denver first quarter. Uh, we've talked about Indiana's struggles in the first quarter. Denver at home has been, especially in the first quarter, has been phenomenal. Uh, I think that they're going to jump out to an early lead. I'm not sure about the full game because Denver, we've seen kind of struggle whenever Jokic is off the floor and defensively they fall off a cliff. But they're really good early in games, mm-hmm. and I think it's a good spot for them. So I will go with Denver first quarter with you, <laughs> minus three and a half. For my dog, I have a couple options. I could go for maybe a double-double somewhere or something like that, but I'm going to go with OKC. I love this team so much. This team is just clicking. They're playing great basketball. Sacramento, I still love as a team as well. I was on their win total over before the season started, and right now I believe they're in the three-seed spot. But Sabonis might not play, and I'm not going to overact them beating the Lakers. That game was competitive. I don't think the Lakers are good. But the Thunder... I like how they've played. I don't think anybody on either team can stay with Fox or Shea, so they mm-hmm. cancel each other out. Giddy's been great. Jalen Williams has been great. I like this overall form the team's in, and Sacramento might be shorthanded. I, as, as much as I love the beam, they're going to have to put it on hold. The beam's out of order tonight. I'm going with the Thunder mm-hmm. money one. I'm so glad I didn't go Thunder because we would have had the exact same picks. But I, I have to go with the Thunder. I, love I, I pivoted to Indiana just because I was banking on you taking a Thunder. I really thought you'd go <laughs> San Antonio. No, I'm I'm there, but it just seems like whenever I make them my dog, they never get the win outright, and I want the people to ca- enjoy that sweet cash. So I'm not going to do it. So are you going with a potential round robin money line parlay? With oh yes, round Pacers, robin money line parlay. Pacers, Spurs, and OKC. A hundred percent. If you get Pacers, you throw, and you throw OKC, the Nets in there or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So 14. 14 money line round robin parlay. Pacers, Spurs, Nets, and uh, who did I say? Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. You get any two of those and you're sitting pretty nice. Yeah. Before we go, Ben Matherin, 30, 10 for 17, 6 for 9 last time they played Denver. So. I mean, total's 239 and a half. We both think it's a Matherin game. Yeah. Uh, 30-plus points. They don't even have Matherin listed, which sucks. Matherin 25-plus, by the way, is plus 550. That's why they don't have it listed, because it got too high. You know, once they get – they don't show anybody's props for points when it gets over 6-1 to anymore. I'm I'm just saying I don't I don't really – I think they'll occasionally show it for, like, 7-1 to or higher for, like, 40 for superstars. But 25-plus for Matherin at 550 – you can even be safe with it. If you want to take 20 points, Matherin's plus 170. Yeah. No, he's. I think he's going to go off. All right. Before we end the show, you know I had to talk about the Giants. I just saved it to the end of the show in case nobody wanted to hear about football on an on a NBA podcast. But look, Scott, I'm feeling a lot better. Like, I know we just recorded the NFL Gambling Podcast. Make sure y'all go check that out. We did Saturday games. I'm feeling a lot better. You felt good to begin with. Yeah, I did, and I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot better. Like, huh. 
Now, was there anything to make you feel better because it's closer or because you, I saw, think them I, dance, you so, saw them dancing in practice and you like the playlist? Oh, no. So, first of all, bank, RIP Bankroll Fresh. RIP Bankroll Fresh. That, when they pulled that out, I was like, ooh, I ain't heard that. Oh, that was definitely was, like a whoop that trick hey, moment. I'm hey, just I was like, ooh, I ain't heard no bank. It was a whoop a that bit. trick moment. That's why I'm asking. But I do think that we can win the battle in the trenches. The offensive line has to be the MVP of the game. But when I'm sitting there and I'm going back watching other games, I'm really not terrified of Darius Slay in this game. The Slay has been underratedly bad the last yeah. month or so. Like, and it's like, I don't know. When you catch him in phase, when you catch him in phase, you have a very good chance of get, at least the very least getting the completion. Now, when he plays out of phase, then he normally makes a really good plate on the ball. But in phase, and that's what the Giants receivers do a lot, like short in-phase catches, be able to keep the uh, ball moving. I think that we can get something. Like, I think you can't be afraid to attack Darius Slay. No, I wouldn't attack Bradbury at all. Like Don't that. attack Bradbury at all. Bradbury's going to make us look foolish. And it's a revenge game angle. And all, I mean, no. you know that I gave out Slay in receiving yards over, so I was already yeah, and so And I was thinking about that because you said it. I was thinking about it. I said, man, like, it's got right. Is there? And I'm like, man, there's really more of a possibility. Half. Like that. That's a low number. But there was one play in particular on fourth down in week 14, and I was watching the play, and they threw it up to uh, Devonta Smith. He ends up catching the ball, taking it into the end zone. But the safety had the opportunity to make a pick because the ball set up, up there. It sat in the air, mm-hmm. and Jalen Hurts' ball sit in the air a lot. And so I'm like, man, if that was Xavier McKinney, that's a pick. Like, that is a pick. I'm betting – I'm finding a book, and I'm betting McKinney, and I'm going to bet Love, too, because he's the other safety up there. If the Giants win, they're going to get turnovers. It's got to be getting turnovers. That's how the game was close between the commanders. That's how the game was close between the Bears for the Eagles. They kept the turning the ball over. the game was close because Hurts had that interception. In the yeah. And, and whatever. Yeah. I'm telling you, he's going to sit in the pocket a little bit more. He's going to question running. He's going to make this half-second thought of running because I almost think that they are telling him don't always take off. Like, you don't always have to take off. And I think that half second is going to be enough for Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz Lujuare. Now we have Leonard Williams. So you talked about uh, people are talking about, oh, Miles Sanders is going to have another big game, blah, 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 blah. All these Martin Sanders is going to have a really good game. Leonard Williams is a really good run stopper. He's top 10 in terms of run rate for defensive tackles. By the way, if you were curious, Hurts to throw a pick in this game is plus 120. Well, go ahead and make that bet while we're on. People. Just throwing that out there. He's throwing a pick. I like the I, interception, too, because Hurts has played one playoff game in his career, and he sucked. Like, I, I think he's going to make a mistake. Once again, he's, he's barely played since the injury. So yeah. interception plus 120, I don't mind. I think but, that they're not going to be in a situation this time around like they were in week 14 where they were able to run the ball so much because they were they had a lead. They didn't. They were And then they were getting success. I don't think they're going to get success running the ball with the running backs. I think more success is going to come with Jalen Hurts. I'm actually intending on playing – uh, Daniel Jones to be a leading rusher in the entire game, just as a he's probably going to be really big plus money because you have Saquon. Everybody thinks that Miles Sanders is going to have a good game. You still have Jalen Hurts on the other side. Like it's at least three people that are going to be above him in terms of price. 
Yeah, I'm uh, telling y'all right I think now. Daniel Jones has a good shot to go for 70 plus yards. I think he could be. I really do think he could be lead rusher for the game. Even though I do think Saquon has a really good game, it, it just takes like one crazy big run, and Daniel Jones is going to have a huge edge over Saquon. But yeah. Oh man. All right. I'm. I'm not going. I had more to say, but I'm not going to do it. Like we've been here long enough. We still got to get the podcast out. If you want the rest, watch the NFL show. Yeah. Oh, come to the pregame show. Wait for the pregame show for sure. I'm going to be up there. You're going to hear a lot more, and I'm going to be talking my shit because I'll probably be drunk. All right, everybody. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, haven't subscribed to us on YouTube. Make sure you do that. NBA Gambling Podcast. Make sure you leave us a review on Spotify and Apple, and just have a great weekend because i know i will because we're going to win and we are going to the nfc championship game and if we're not nobody say anything about it on monday because i will literally close my laptop and be done well you're i'm, I'm not on the show monday so you don't have to worry about me oh dang so i gotta tell moon off all right because moon off will say something then i'll actually close my laptop well, i thought, I thought you were telling the chat going. box i didn't think you were actually talking to me but... oh no no i'm telling chat box too i will close i will close my laptop and go home Okay. Well, I'm already home, but I will close my laptop and not speak for the rest of the show. I because I will be pissed. We're a seven and a half point underdog, and I feel like we should be like even muddy. Like that's how confident I feel with my guys. All right, that's enough of the show. That's enough of us talking. I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. Just gonna end the podcast like this. Walk into your trap. Take over your trap. Fuck Philly. We're out of here.